0: Hi, I'm Ed Hat. Today we will read John 6, through 40 to see what Jesus had to say to the people that came looking for him after he miraculously fed over 5,000 people with five barley loaves and two fish and then ended up on the other side of the lake overnight without taking a boat. I'll start with reading this passage of Scripture from the New Living Translation. The next day... The crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat, and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him. They found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus replied, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, you want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. They replied, We want to perform God's works too. What should we do? Jesus told them, This is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, Show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna manna, while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses did not give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us this bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. However... Those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God, who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of those he has given me, but I should raise them up on the last day. For it's my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up on the last day. Now, I don't know about you, but when I listen to Jesus talk to these people, it's easy to think, they don't get it. But this passage is in the Bible because apparently we don't get it. Think about that. Whether you believe Jesus or not, or you are unsure, he is speaking to you in this text. Hopefully the meaning of this passage will become clear to you as I share my story. My parents were caring, hard-working people, but I will not say they were religious. My dad made sure we received some basic teaching, went to weekly Catholic Mass, and said a prayer at our night meal to give thanks. But there was no talk of God or His Word during the week. I did have some interest when presented with the teachings about God and found myself saying the same prayer every night. Now I lay me down to sleep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Ironically, when I would think about eternal life, I would get a churning in my stomach, an anxious feeling. Living forever felt too long and sounded more like hell than heaven to me. Like the people in this passage, I didn't have an accurate knowledge of the scriptures, or an intimate relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. So I didn't trust God. I didn't believe in the one he sent. Now fast forward to age 33, 25 years ago now for me. Things are coming together for me several years into medical practice here in Grand Haven. I have a three-bedroom ranch home in a cul-de-sac with three kids, ages one, three, and five, with my high school sweetheart and wife of nine years. And guess what? We go to church on Sunday and say a prayer before our night meal together. By appearances, I'm a good husband, father, provider, and physician. But we had been in counseling for a couple of years in Holland because I didn't want people in town to know. And for the first time in my life, I seemed to be up against some things I couldn't overcome just by working harder. I was struggling with pride lust and anger and on Christmas Eve in an argument with my wife I shook her in my anger our counselor suggested a separation and before the new year I moved into a furnished two-bedroom apartment so my boys could visit me on the weekend I was broken my wife started attending a small home group study and after some time she invited me we received a study Bible from a couple And for the first time, I was open with others about my life. I agreed to meet weekly with two of the men, and they walked alongside of me as I continued to struggle and challenged me with the question, what do I believe? I started reading scripture, and when a passage hit me, I would memorize it and recite it frequently. While I was still screwing up, Jesus started to miraculously change me And my wife saw this transformation taking place and I would move back home after three and a half months. I'm very grateful for that. We joined a new church where we could grow, put our kids in Christian school, went to Bible studies and small home groups. I later worked with a friend and an associate pastor at Covenant Life Church to develop men's ministry there, of which I became the head. Diane and I fulfilled a dream and built a home together that we planned to retire in. We felt called to this new faith family that started to meet in the Y called Watermark, and eventually we would host a small group and allow the teen ministry to meet in our furnished basement. We made it. So how was it then that with the craziness of the teenage years on top of the other stresses of life, I would hear the words, I want a divorce? That was 12 years ago. I thought I was doing the work of God. But remember, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he sent. Now, don't get me wrong. God did some good things in and through me, but at times the focus was on me. I was trying to be good at being a Christian by doing work for God rather than focusing on and believing in Jesus. I wasn't doing ministry the way he did, which often was one person at a time, while trying not to bring attention to himself. So once again, I turned to Jesus, the bread who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Through many walks with him on the beach, he clearly showed me what I was and was not responsible for in this divorce. He uncovered lies that I should not believe while lovingly revealing to me what needed to change in me. I was convicted of idols in my life that kept me from putting God first and that my wife was a precious gift from him that I did not love with patience, gentleness, and kindness through the difficult circumstances of life. At one time, I prayed and asked God to show me any paradigms that I had about him that were untrue. I asked to recognize his voice, understand his character, and come to really know him. He was faithful. Since that time, I have slowly surrendered to him, and he has been transforming every aspect of my life. I am practicing obedience when he gives me direction and patience when he doesn't, and I need to wait. The latter has been most difficult for me. I am still divorced, but have chosen to stay in the marriage covenant and remain single, and God has blessed me. I have a healthy diet, exercise regularly, and get the rest that I need. I have daily concerns between work and home, but very little worry or anxiety now. I bear with people and have forgiven Diane myself. We have a relationship of mutual trust and respect. I am intentional with my three kids and three grandkids and enjoy a loving relationship with them. I connect with my siblings and honor honor my mother. I have many friends in my neighborhood and I enjoy my staff and serving my patients at work. I quietly do men's ministry in a small group and one-on-one. I'm debt-free and rebuilding my retirement while giving to God's work beyond my tithe. I have good health and God gives me the grace to enjoy the gift of being single. Jesus is the bread of life and he is a difference maker. He doesn't take away most of my troubles, but he walks through them with me and makes a difference. I can now say that I believe in the one he has sent. And now when I think of eternal life, I have a sense of peace and joy, knowing that I'm doing the work of God and storing up treasure in heaven. What is Jesus saying to you today? And what is the next doable step you will take to experience life in him? Maybe it's moving towards forgiveness or a step towards God. Perhaps a change in your thinking or a small step of obedience. Let's pray. Father, you sent your son Jesus from heaven to do your will, reconcile us to you and bring light into our lives. Give us the strength and the courage to believe in the one you sent and take that next small step of faith. In Jesus' name, amen.